You are listening to Herb Mentor Radio by Learning Herbs. I'm John Gallagher. And I'm Tara Ruth. Tara, I think the top thing our listeners might be wondering is, where have I been? Yeah, John, where <laughs> have you been? <laughs> well, Tara, you may not remember this, but Herb Mentor Radio was like the biggest podcast on the whole internet back in 2008. Right, right, I mean, right. You know, I had the fame, <laughs> the pressure got to be too much. There was the autographs, the parties, mm. you know, you know? Oh, yes, yes. Of so, course. so, so, <laughs> no, actually, Urban Tour Radio is on for about seven years, and we have like 75 great episodes that you could go and listen to with amazing herbalists. Um, but to be completely honest, things got a little busy here at Learning Herbs. Uh, we released three books. Um, we had a lot of video trainings come out mm -hmm. and that, that break I took just kept growing and growing. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized that Urban Interradio was like the favorite part of my job and I really wanted to get started again. And in that time, I think podcasting became so big that like one out of every three listeners uh, listening right now probably has their own podcast. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so, so I met you, Tara, and I was like, you know what? Let's do this again. This is going to be fun. So for those of you who are new to Learning Herbs, my name is John Gallagher. And with my wife, Kimberly, we started Learning Herbs way back in the early years of the 21st century when our kids were little. You may know Kimberly as the creator of our Wildcraft board game, author of the book Aphrodisiac. And you know, these days the kids are all grown up which tells you that, hey, Tara, you know, these herbs work. They're still alive. <laughs> That's good. It's probably good. <laughs> so I want to introduce you all to Tara Ruth, uh, the new co-host of Urban to Radio. So welcome. Oh, thank you, John. Happy so, to be here. <laughs> yes, it is awesome to have you here. And so Tara, where did you, uh, where did you start learning about herbs? Did you grow up learning about them or is this something mm. you learned along the way? Yeah, well, I grew up in Northern California uh, with two hippie parents who worked at Whole Foods. And so there's just like always a lot of herbs swirling around in our kitchen. And I still remember hating that ugh, the taste of echinacea tincture as a kid and craving the chamomile tea and the honey my mom would make mm. me every night. And like it was just so normal, you know, to use herbs daily and in first aid moments that I didn't even really realize until I was older that it turns out that not everyone was using that same nasty echinacea tincture when they got a cold, <laughs> which for the record, like, I mean, no offense to echinacea anymore because we are we've since become like the best of friends. It's great. We hang out every day. Love it. Um, but anyways, after I grew up and left home, I started to just really fall in love with the plants again and kept drinking that chamomile tea. And I just knew I wanted to deepen my relationship with chamomile and all those other plant friends. So I did the California School of Herbal Studies Community oh. Herbalist Program. And two years later, here I am still nerding out on plants with y'all. And it's so awesome to have you here on our Venture Radio. <laughs> Thank you. And we you. have some fun ideas, uh, Tara and I. And one of our plans is to make Urbanter Radio a place not just to share the stories of herbalists that you might have heard of, like teachers and authors, but also to meet folks just like you who are using herbs in your day-to-day -day life and have some cool stories to share. Um, we're going to all learn from each other, and we're excited for that. Uh, so, yes. yes. And so for today's episode one, which is really episode 76, but you know, there's this statute on pod called the Statute of Podcast Limitations, and I think that's over, Tara. So um, it's been too long. <laughs> I, I looked at the um, the podcast feed on one of the, one of the, like, you know, iTunes or something. And it was uh -huh. like, his last one was like 2016. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. 
We'll just call this number one. Um, Sounds great. <laughs> we have a very special guest today, Jocelyn Beretta. Uh, Tara, would you do the honors? Uh, I would love to. So Jocelyn Beretta is the granddaughter of a farm worker, a community organizer, and herbalist committed to cultivating health equity through the empowerment of indigenous knowledge and self-healing communities. She's a staff herbalist at the Integrative Health Clinic Pharmacopia in Santa Rosa, California, and co-founder of the Botanical Bus, a bilingual mobile herb clinic. Jocelyn's community activism has roots in 10 years working as program director of the Global Exchange Fair Trade Stores hmm. in partnership with indigenous women in Guatemala, Peru, and India to sustain cultural integrity and livelihood. You can learn all about Jocelyn's work at thebotanicalbus.org. Jocelyn, welcome to Herb Mentor Radio. Yes, hello. Thank you. Thank you, John and Tara. Um, you know, I've read that your mission is to provide care for those whom the traditional healthcare system has failed. So do you, can you tell us a bit more about that mission and what led you there? Absolutely. Um, I had just finished study at the California School of Herbal Studies. Well, actually was actively um, engaged in um, their community herbalist program uh, and had just had um, my daughter had just been born and I just very organically started going out to a community garden, um, in a primarily Spanish speaking neighborhood, uh, of Santa Rosa, um, called Bayer farm. And there was a group that was starting to meet there. And I was invited, uh, as an herbalist to join the group, um, a group of herbalists, um, just as an exchange, a really organic, um, knowledge exchange, uh, around traditional herbalism, uh, and a group, this group of women, um, were, they were all Spanish speaking immigrant women, um, from Peru, Guatemala, Mexico. Uh, and every Friday we came together and this group, really became a lifeline for me as a new mom, um, moving back to Sonoma County after 20 years and really re you know, finding who I was as a mother. Um, and really that's the reason I came to herbalism was because I wanted to feel the power of, of this ultimate caregiving role, um, as a woman. And I, here I found myself in this group of grandmothers and, and community members who had a deep knowledge of herbal medicine and above all, a profound confidence in the ability to care for one another. And I was just really moved um, by this group of women and our love for each other and our love for the plants um, and the power that we had together. Yes. Thank you for sharing. And you mentioned that community organizing has been like a huge part of your life, you know, even as a kid. And were herbs always part of that as well? Or did this blend between the herbs and community organizing come later? Um, I think it's, I've always been a plant person. Um, and so I've always seen the power of plants. Uh, my whole, you know, my family, my, my partnership, um, I'm married to a gardener. <laughs> um, we find our happy place and our power in plants. Um, but, and I think that in that life tr transition of becoming a mother, uh, I just needed to lean into that. 
um, for myself and for my family. And that's when I went, um, pursued education in that, in that transitional period through the California school of herbal studies and, um, and then had, you know, the opportunity to, to, to kind of bring the two worlds together and the concept that I know there's a lot of us that really believe in strongly as uh, herbalism as activism, as something that can translate into building movements together and, empowering our deep knowing that we can take care of ourselves and we can take care of our families and we can take care of our communities. Um, did you, did you feel the seeds of the activism work, um, that that's like you wanted to feel your way there when you were in school? Like, is, was that a motivator? I guess it's always been a part of my identity, um, that that's, what I want to bring to whatever knowledge that I'm gaining and that that's what makes me feel alive within that new knowledge. And honestly, just, you know, just how we all, if some, if, if we're inspired and held by a community, that's how I felt when I joined that community group of, of grandmothers and mothers and just who inspired by the power of herbal medicine. Um, you know, they were weaving baby blankets for my children. When my son, my second, um, child was born, um, they were holding me. It was this new community of women that I was inspired to learn from and who are now my best friends and family. And I just kept on wanting to know them more and wanted to know, you know, share knowledge with them more and, and, you know, found foundation with them for, um, you know, in this, in this, um, really deep knowledge of herbalism and, and power uh, as women together. <laughs> so then did that lead to the origins of the botanical Yes. Bus? Yeah. We were, we continued to come together once a week. Um, you know, his breastfeeding my tiny child. Um, she's seven now. Um, and I always measure the birth of our organization, honestly, with my, my, my daughter's age. Um, because Ahalis Quinones and I were, came together in that setting at the community garden uh, and then decided a few years later, it was in 2017, when um, there were fires here in Sonoma County that were devastating. Uh, and of course, you know, speaking of these deep inequities that exist in our communities, these agricultural communities where um, we, we have labor forces that are sometimes temporary that come in and work the vineyards and leave and um, just knowing and seeing that deep inequity in, in the community that I have chosen here. Um, when the fires came through, it impacted the farm workers more profoundly than it impacted um, the rest of the community. The Latinas and indigenous community were, were impacted by by those fires um, deeply, and we were we got out into the evacuation centers. Um, and I was at the time working at Pharmacopia as a, a staff herbalist, and uh, the owner there, Lily Mazzarella, opened Pharmacopia as a free clinic during the fires. Um, because there really was no, you know, it, that was the way forward. It's what pe it's what our community needed. Um, and the outpouring support from the herbal community across the nation was profound. Um, it was a, a disaster and we suddenly had donations of herbal medicine coming in from all over the country. 
and you know Lily turned to me and and she knew the work uh, that I had been doing in community for years and she, and she said we have to start we have to start an organization this can't stop here um, we need to keep this moving forward because this doesn't start this doesn't stop with fire cleanup you know this is this is climate change. And of course the fires continue every year. Um, and with COVID. So it was, it was that time where we said, we just, we need to keep this momentum moving forward. And so that's when we established as a 501c3 and really formalized our work in community. Nice. And now how has the botanical bus evolved since then? What kind of services do you offer and programs? Yeah. So like I said, we started really organically with these regular weekly wellness workshops um, that are community led. So really based on um, participation and medicine making together in community. Uh, And we really wanted to match that you know, everything the community was bringing to these workshops with some access, you know, we're still dealing with a problem that, okay, we are sharing knowledge. We are growing together. We are feeling our power and the power of plants, but herbal medicine is still inaccessible. It's expensive. Um, integrative health services are inaccessible to Latinas and indigenous community, um, based on pricing and the insurance. If, the community does have access to insurance. Insurance usually doesn't cover those services. Um, and so we just started working hard to launch a clinic um, in which we were able to offer one-on-one direct integrative healthcare to our community. Uh, and so that's what we're doing now. It's been a year and a half. Um, we have uh, a farmer clinic. Uh, every Saturday, March through November, we are we meet people where they're at. It's a really big part of it being a mobile clinic so that we can, we're not asking our community who often can't access clinics based on their work hours uh, as well, or their transportation. So we come to family service centers that are trusted uh, and in neighborhoods um, for the Indigenous Latinx clients that we serve. Uh, We also get out to vineyard work sites and, where vineyards can sponsor a clinic and, or wineries can sponsor a clinic that's on the work site during paid hours. Uh, and at those clinics, we provide a variety of services. And yeah. What does that clinic look like? Like I, I get out of the car, I arrive mm-hmm. and what is in front of me? How does that set up? Yeah. So the first thing I like, how the way I like to explain it is these clinics are really centered around providing culturally relevant care. So these are unique in the integrative care, you know, the spectrum of integrative care that's being provided in that um, we meet our clients where they are at and we arrive with culturally relevant care. So when you arrive at the clinic, um, there's music playing um, that makes sense that people recognize that it's, it's home. Um, and we have herbal agua fresca. So we'll, we serve, um, delicious pineapple Tulsi agua fresca, or if it's cold, we'll have, um, a traditional champurado, which is a uh, made with organic corn masa and, um, adaptogenic roots, um, for, you know, stress relief and, um, building immunity. And so we make sure that at every level it's safe and people are felt heard and seen 
um, for their, the power of their, their own cultural, their own culture and, um, their own cultural identity is, is seen right when they arrive. Um, and our, our partners in the clinic, uh, is an organization called Lideres Campesinas, which is translates to leaders from the countryside, you know, um, countryside women leaders and this organization are female farm workers um, who have actually organized around sexual assault in the fields and now are just at, you know advocates for health and well-being of farm workers across the state and um, they are they do the intake um, and we we really it was our idea to launch these clinics together uh, and so at every level we want people to feel held and when you're in this work and relying on this knowledge, what are some of the herbs that you most commonly use with people in the clinic? Yeah. Oh, you know, um, just even just the, those figures they, over, that we gather over clinical intake over the last year with yeah. um, stress, you know, acute stress levels of stress. Um, the most common condition that people are, uh, coming to us with is, or that needs to be addressed before anything else can be addressed is acute stress mm-hmm. in, in the form of anxiety, depression, and fatigue. And so our nervines are mm. um, present in almost every formula yeah. it feels. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, our first, like the first step that we're taking, um, helping people to sleep at night, um, dealing with acute anxiety attacks. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, skull, uh, chamomile, manzanilla, uh, skull cap, <laughs> lemon balm. Um, lemon balm in Spanish is torojil. Mm-hmm. Um, we, passion flower, mm-hmm. pasiflor. I'm thinking of the herbs we run out of. Totally. <laughs> um, so yeah. Kava, we actually um, just because I, we see a lot of, uh, kind of a coming to the clinic and, um, there's trauma mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed and sometimes receiving, um, care for the first time, like maybe a massage for the first time, um, can be triggering. And mm-hmm. sometimes Kava can be uh, immediately effective in calming the nerves. Um, and you know, like a heavy hitter when it comes to kind of dropping in, in the moment and, um, helping people achieve that balance, uh, calming the nervous system kind of quickly. Yeah, absolutely. In acute position. So, um, I think the nervines are the ones that come to the top. Yeah. Um, we also have a lot of allergies, uh, um, here and I oh, think yeah. that, that's something that people suffer with a lot. So I think, oh gosh, that elder, that elder flower, golden rod, golden rod, um, those, those will be coming into action soon. Um, and when you're administering these, are these like mostly tinctures, teas, or a wide variety? Oh, it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on the formula. Um, yeah. Our tincture bar, we um, Galen's Way uh, sponsors oh, our love, clinic. Love Galen's um, Way tinctures. Yes, they're our neighbor. They're in community with us in Sebastopol, and they donate all the tinctures that we distribute. Oh, that's wonderful. And which is amazing. Yeah, that's so. Amazing. 
Yeah. And their quality of their tinctures are outstanding. And the other amazing thing is that they are evolving a really strong glycerate line. And so uh, we feel increasingly comfortable to distribute tinctures um, that are alcohol free. Uh, we have more options. We, we don't distribute any tincture without a clinical, um, clinical herbalist formulation. So, uh, the, an herbal, a clinical herbalist needs to sit with a client, um, for a session before we, uh, distribute any tincture medicine. Um, so our, um, distribution of tincture is limited. Um, but we do distribute a lot of tea. (laughs) Everyone who comes to the clinic leaves with, um, with traditional medicinals also is a, um, a sponsor of the clinic and provide us with so much tea that we, (laughs) we just need to make it our job. (laughs) It's our job to distribute. Um, So we've got lots of tea. Yeah. We've got lots of tea. Um, that we distribute traditional medicinals tea. And then also our herbalists, our clinical herbalists will formulate tea blends. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every client that gets seen by a clinical herbalist will leave with, a, 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 a depending on, you know, what form of medicine they feel more, most comfortable with, uh, a tea, a combination of tea and tincture, depending on the, on the, their conditions. Um, and then everyone who attends the clinic leaves with, with bags of tea. Then what's the relationship between like your teas and tinctures and basic food as medicine, like teaching people some herbs that they can just cook with? Um, you know, what's the, what's the, like, is that a big part of the work you do? Yeah. So, um, every, at every clinic, in addition to the one-on-one direct services, like I said, that where the, you know, the clinical uh, nutritionist or the clinical, um, herbalist will be actually, you know, distributing those tinctures or teas. We also have a workshop at every clinic. So each client comes, they receive an average of two one-on-one services, and then they have the option to sit in a 45 minute workshop. And those workshops are led by the promotoras and their topics range. But, um, a perfect example, I haven't introduced Doña Norma yet. She's a promotora with the group and her, her specialty is kitchen herbalism. And so she shares recipes. We make recipes together. Um, we've made bone broth, um, in community at that workshop. Um, we made fire cider, uh, with Doña Norma, uh, so everyone who leaves um, the clinic leaves with that recipe, their a little sampling of their fire cider, uh, and we'll move into this year kind of with a range of topics like that. But kitchen, you know, kitchen herbalism being uh, one of the themes for our workshops, and those workshops are diverse. I was reading how the botanical bus has distributed, and maybe it's more now, but over 1,500 mutual aid garden kits to indigenous and Latinx residents of Sonoma County. Um, And I'm just curious, like, what results have you seen from folks who have received these? And why do you think, or how does food insecurity really intersect with the mission of the botanical bus? Yes. Well, those, the, there was some pivoting that happened for all of this last year with COVID, you know, it was, Mm -hmm. we were just about to launch our first clinic in March (gasps) of the year that suddenly (laughs) there was a pandemic. And so we were like, everyone were stunned for 
about a month. <laughs> like what, how do we move forward safely? Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing we ended up launching our clinics of September that year. Um, the only way we know is with the strictest COVID safety protocols in place. Um, and it's gone well, but before that, you know, there was a really beautiful, um, gardening movement. I, that happened that spring, right. Where everyone was just like, can we please touch the earth? (laughs) Where and how can we touch the earth right now? Because we're really isolated in those early months. It was really extreme. Um, and you know, some of us could touch the earth and other ones of us couldn't, um, apartment buildings that didn't have earth didn't, we didn't have that. And so we were thinking about our, you know, we didn't have clients yet, but we had our, we, we had been running our workshops and communities for about five years. And so we had our network of women and, and men, um, who were kind of just, we were trying to figure out how can, what can we do for our community? Yeah. And that's when we did the, before we could launch our clinics, we, distributed garden kits that then turned into care kits, but the garden kits were awesome. We actually partnered with UFW, um, um, United Farmworkers Union, um, to do these really massive distributions. Um, also with the family service centers that are our current Mm -hmm. partners, like La Luz Center in Sonoma and Corazon Hillsburg. Um, they were just amazing because people were coming to those centers for food, for financial, for emergency financial support. Uh, and we were able to partner with, uh, the herb, you know, different sponsors from the herb industry, um, a, a great organization called Left Coast Wholesale, local donors for compost, um, Occidental Arts and Ecology for plants, all these local farmers, herb farmers started coming out and donating so many herbs, like little wow. medicine herb starts that we were like, I live in a condo myself and my, and I literally, I had to talk to my condo complex to say, can I store like massive amounts of herbal plant starts in the commons, you know, like this overflow of um, little baby herb plants um, that were going out in these um, soil, they're, they're, um, what did they call, uh, they're little fabric pots, um, oh, geopots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we were distributing geopots full of organic compost and little, um, herbal medicine plants. And the whole idea was that it was access. So you could, you could grow mm-hmm. herbal medicine on your doorstep if you didn't have a garden and you could garden, even if you didn't have land access. Um, so those garden kits, um, we did in partnership with an organization called Daily Axe. Um, and that felt like it was just this huge mutual aid push where a thousand of those kits went out in, in like less than a month. Wow. And how can people help support the Botanical Bus and your mission? Yeah. So join us if you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're local. Um, we, we, am, we are actually going to be really jumping into this strong goal of growing our practitioner team. Uh, We accept volunteers, um, really of many different healing modalities. Um, and we stipend our volunteers Mm. so that it's sustainable for them to join us. Um, have you ever had like uh, someone finish like an herbal school, like, Hey, finish studying at an apprenticeship for a year. And this is, uh, the botanical bus is a place to get some, um, you know, practical hands-on experience. 
We do have apprentices. Yes, we have three apprentices uh, for six month terms and we don't have formal apprentice program. We are working on it, Um, but it is we do currently have three apprentices and they are uh, essentially run the apothecary. And that does mean you have to be local um, because, you know, the clinics are on the ground. We also welcome you to join our wellness workshops. We have um, first Saturdays of the month. Uh, we have a free wellness workshop online um, together with the Sonoma County libraries. Those are currently in Spanish. Um, and But they, that's the place where you get to learn from our promotoras and hopefully uh, just get a feeling of the power of um, this movement. Thirdly is to donate. We are a small grassroots nonprofit. Every donation goes really directly into the services we provide. Um, you can donate through our website, um, which is www.thebotanicalbus.org. And we have a donate page right there where every donation counts. That's wonderful. <laughs> and of course, you can follow the Botanical Bus um, off of that page on Instagram, on Facebook, and be part of the community. And some of you listening will, um, you know, maybe you're just able to donate because you live far away or not able to come join Jocelyn and, and all of the folks there. Or if, you know, that might spark your interest to possibly be able to apprenticeship, uh, do an apprenticeship or or learn directly or help directly if you're in that area. So that's very cool. And I'm always happy to, you know, be contacted um, via email. If anyone has questions, I I love the camaraderie between um, folks who are trying to start up their own herb clinics. Um, I I spend a lot of time um, talking to other herbalist community leaders who are trying to start um, similar projects. So um, I can, my email address is info at thebotanicalbus.org um, and I welcome any contact. Jocelyn Beretta, thank you so much for joining us on Herb Mentor Radio. Yes, and remember to visit the Botanical Bus at thebotanicalbus.org and you can also follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Hey Tara. Hey John. <laughs> do you know why we call this podcast Herb Mentor Radio? Uh, I do, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the, well, if this is just the first time you're, you're joining us here, Herb Mentor Radio is part of Herb Mentor, which is a wonderful community of folks learning about herbs. And it's not just a community, right? Yes, Herb Mentor has Rosalie de la Foray's famous digital herb monographs. And I love the video mm. plant walks with herbalists like Rosemary Gladstar, Jim McDonald. And what about the courses? Uh, yes, the courses. <laughs> and what I like is that they aren't like these long courses you usually find online, you know? No, no, not at all. Because sometimes it's like I join a course and it's like, I don't have time for this. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm, ex- I'm inspired, but I, I'm not getting to it because I'm really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have things to do. I, you know, there's just something going on. So, um, so we design these courses so they're like listening to podcasts like this one. Um, you can even put a video on and 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 even just listen to it while you're while you're doing the dishes or maybe you're driving a car. But if you're driving the car, don't look at the screen if it's a video, right? I mean, no. totally, totally. 
Um, yes, but I mentioned Rosemary and Jim, and Rosemary has her full remedies video training, the same one she offers with her correspondence course. And there's a really fun course on herbal energetics with Jim McDonald ugh, and other ones on gardening, food as medicine. And there's never homework. Thank God. Yes, we don't want to give you homework because with herbalism, you just learn by doing. You know, that's how it happens. Mm. It's just, you know, you learn these little bits of information, this inspiring stuff from mm -hmm. this amazing herbalist and that amazing herbalist, and you put it all together in your herbal soup, and you Ooh, make your yum. own healing <laughs> brew Delicious. Of, of goodness. <laughs> and you, you, you could even make your, you, so you could like, you know, make your own herbal home study course with herb or by itself. Um, you could, or you could just dabble a little bit, mm -hmm. or you might be in a school or program already, like with Rosemary Gladstar, Seven Song, or, or maybe even the California School of Herbal Studies. Yeah, where I went. Exactly. <laughs> so did you use Herb Mentor when you were? Uh, I totally did. I especially used the monographs. Like mm -hmm. I, I still remember learning all about peppermint, and I used to just totally underestimate it and think it was, you know, just this tea that I would drink at night, but it has so many amazing healing gifts. And thank you, Rosalie, for teaching me mm. all about it. <laughs> and even if you just pop in the forum every once in a while to, you know, ask a question, mm -hmm. you just we we may we just price it. It's it's priced less than a video streaming service. So it's totally worth it however you use mm -hmm. it. Um, but if you really want to make herbs part of your everyday life, that's why we have Herb Mentor. Exactly. And if you'd like to check it out, even for just $1, you simply just got to go to HerbMentorRadio.com. And on that HerbMentorRadio.com, you could subscribe to this podcast on your favorite feed, you know, like you might be a audible person or a or a iTunes person, whatever kind of person you are, <laughs> you can do that. Yes. <laughs> um, and 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 the cool thing is is that there's a, if you're not a member, you're going to get a great discount by uh, just going over to herbmentorradio.com. Again, you can do that there too. Mm -hmm. um, and like Tara said, start it for a dollar. And as an Herb Mentor member, we have this cool feature where you can actually uh, see like a transcript of these. Podcasts. I do listen so to please, we would really love, love to meet you in our so social cool. media free forum. Um, so Tara, you know, not everyone's on Facebook. Okay, yeah, I respect that choice. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you, but if you are, or you aren't. You want to share story, ask questions, you to plan, identify, take a little course. We have that there for you. And where is that again, Tara? That's at herbmentorradio.com. On iTunes, Spotify, Google, um, a track and cassette, and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. This is just the beginning. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Thank you, Tara, for being here. Welcome. Ah, thank you, John. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks We've for having me. So many cool <laughs> ideas. We'll see you next time. Woohoo! <laughs> Herb Mentor Radio is written and produced by John Gallagher and Tara Ruth. Visit HerbMentorRadio.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and for information on how to be part of our Herb Mentor online learning community. Herb Mentor Radio is a production of LearningHerbs.com LLC, all rights reserved. Thank you so much for listening.